And now, it's time for Steamy Potential. A podcast about great ideas for terrible TV shows. It's your hosts, Nick and Daniel. Hey, do you want to have like a regular way that we that we intro it? We should have a regular way. Um, what would you like that? What are you got any suggestions? I don't know. I mean, we can kind of iterate towards something, but so just something slick. Mm, like even if it's as slick as "Welcome to Stevie Potential." My name is Nick. My name's Dan. Mm. Which. Feels obvious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yet, <laughs> it feels obvious, and yet we haven't done it before. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't ever done it. <laughs> We've just kind of like been, oh, oh, I guess oh we're hi, yeah. um, I'm Nick, fuck, I'm Dan, oh, damn it. Shit. <laughs> Alright, um, we can just do like a like a slick or like yeah, just say like a little catchphrase, like, you know. Yeah. Like a heidly doodly, like a little Ned Flanders. Mm. That's like, pretty good. Like a sham. One thing I was thinking of Shab is like, yeah. <laughs> can we invent some terminology? Like if if someone brings either a really good or a really bad pitch, we call it a steamer. <laughs> and if someone's like really, really getting the momentum up in their pitch, we say they're like really steaming. Okay. And Very, yeah. The difference between a steamer and you know steaming. I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> great. Go, go, go. And it shouldn't necessarily be clear what, it exactly means, but the point is, it's very good or very bad, or extremely bad, <laughs> and very loud and very close. Um, yeah. All right, well, would you want to try just like a slick, mm. a slick intro, and then we yeah, can? Just take I like the, the terminology. We'll add that in. Okay. And if you want to invent mm-hmm. any more terminology along the way, I think yeah, let's. Now's the time. Yeah. <laughs> now, episode nineteen is probably the time to do it. Feels good. Because we're not getting any younger. Um, yeah, maybe I'll, I'll throw you some random terminology ideas over the course of this episode. That sounds fun. That sounds very fun. We can figure them out in real time. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, welcome to Steamy Potential. Hi, I- I'm Nick. And I'm Dan. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming. Uh, for joining us. Yes. Nick and audience. Yeah. And what's this show about, Nick? Well, uh, this show is called Steamy Potential. And what we do is we come up with great ideas for great television shows and then we discuss uh, whether or not that idea would work who could be in the tv show poster theme music just it's it's viability it's pitchability uh we've had some we've had some great uh steaming episodes uh mm-hmm. and we've had some real steaming steamers. piles of potential <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> really getting their steamer and we've had we've had uh, some real steamers along the way as well yeah, unfortunately, some of them were steamers. Yeah. Um, for example, I, I would say this intro and the description of the show is probably like a six-season intro. I think you've done really well describing the show, and I'd say that it's pretty steamy. Um, uh, steamy. And I call you a real steamboat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's And that's our catchphrase, is we do like a steamboat honk thing. Great. Very peep um, show. Edit a stick, uh, put a steamboat honk in over the top of this, please. Yeah, no worries. Can do, I'll guys. I'll just mark that on the... Yeah, great. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds a lot like you. Yeah. Well. But, well. Well. Let's not, let's not, let's <laughs> not part the kimono all the way. Let's, yeah, that's true. Good point. Let's keep some of that, some of that sausage some meat. Some of the magic. Yeah, just yeah. beneath the keep silk. Keep that sausage meat still on the kimono. Behind, <laughs> keep it hidden behind, behind the dainty <laughs> Japanese art. Imagine if a sausage factory was, <laughs> like, you peek through, like, a curtain made of kimono fabric to see <laughs> all the the grinding machines, the hog stunners, yeah, and that's all hidden the, uh, behind the, the fabric of silk. The sleeves, <laughs> the casings. Mm, the hog sleeves. I think of them as sleeves. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, anyway. So, speaking of sleeves, what have you been watching this past <laughs> what week? What have I got up my sleeves? Don't keep us on tenterhooks. Uh, yeah. What have I been watching this week? Uh, okay, I've been watching uh, a bit of uh, Search Party. Have we talked about Search Party before? We haven't. Lay that sausage meat upon me. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's comedy, black comedy, right? Very bleak, mm. um, and mm. it uh, it's got Alia Shawkat. Am I, 
Am I yes, then we have talked about it. Okay, Very we have. Good. Have we talked about it on mm-hmm. this show or have we talked about it? Um, my impression is we've talked about it on this show and okay. that's why I've forgotten it because they're so far apart and yet if someone were to listen to these back to back, they'd be extremely frustrated <laughs> that they've just heard us talking about it <laughs> minutes ago. That we, that we are. are so, you, remind you, me what it's about and um, if you already know what it's about, just skip ahead five minutes. Well, it's such by I mean, look... And, and it changes so rapidly, and and that's what I love about it. It is constantly evolving; like it, it just moves on mm-hmm. a mile a minute. But the the basic premise is um, a group of friends that you know they they kind of went to school together, and and and, and now they're out of school, and I think they're kind of early thirties, um, mm-hmm. late twenties, and uh, someone from their school goes missing. And the person that goes okay. missing was kind of like no one they were really friends with. They don't really care. But um, one of the group of friends uh, named Dory, mm. which is Ali Shokat, um, kind of gets a little obsessive about it and wants to like solve the mystery and kind of drags her friends into uh, a search party um, in, mm. in, in effort to, to, to try and find her. And like, it's, it's funny. It's very like, <laughs> it's very deadpan. Uh, and, yeah. um, although that, that is like, that's the story, like I said, it evolves rapidly. So, um, it really does mm. subvert your expectations and that is, I think, great. The delicacy. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Sounds very good. How do you like, how do you strike that balance between it? So it's almost like a crime investigation thing, but how do they bring out the comedy in that? I'm always fascinated how you, how you can strike that line between comedy and darkness. Yeah, I think it's just character comedy. So, I'm like, and then it is like okay, a, a, so it's 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 not sort of it doesn't have any like sort of fear or thrilling component to it. No, it's it does. It absolutely sort of pure does. Comedy? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. does. But like, I think so. The characters are so uh, self obsessed, and mm-hmm. um, and and at times their lives are just so uh, so like like empty certainly like dory's yeah. life is kind of going nowhere and then the other characters are like you know they're all in i think it's in new york and one's an actor and one's kind of like a blogger film philanthropist mm-hmm. kind of like but not not really but like you know they're all just talking about themselves all the time and they're just so ridiculous yeah. and over the top like i you know i think a lot of people would watch the first episode and be like i want to see this like i don't Hmm. i couldn't stand to watch these people do things Hmm. because they are so like self-involved but ah, there's so much gold in those hills and once you kind of accept that these people are just the fucking worst and like you know all the tv shows i love tend to be about the people who are the worst like always sunny right seinfeld like root for them yeah you know rest development like they're just awful people Mm -hmm. in situations and these people are not like evil but they're just like just kind of shit and um mm. yeah, yeah i think there's real strength to like painting a character as just not redeemable in any way yeah yeah i yeah. think it gives you a lot of freedom a lot of license right because then you don't have to like keep justifying why they're bad why? You just say some people are bad, some people just, are just bad people. yeah exactly exactly some people suck um i mean look, it's it's hard to describe the show without giving giving things away because i think um mm. Like I said, it, it it adapts and changes, and the story is progressive and moves. And uh, you know, I think we we've, we've talked a lot about like shows that kind of substitute um, substitute comedy for for like a message or a drama. And I yep. think like Parks yep. and Rec is like a good example of that. They kind of like mm-hmm. start to lose the comedy for just empty, meaningless. <laughs> like yep. lessons and feelings of fluffy hope, whether this, this is yep. because the, it's the story is so rock solid that mm. the, um, the comedy can just flow naturally and, and they don't need, they don't, they don't fall back on a crutch of, um, of just like empty messages and like, you know, monologues and wrap up scenes at the end of each episode. Like there's just none of that. It is just go, go, yeah. go, go, go. And it's great. <laughs> Highly recommend. Mm, Highly delicious. recommend. All right. I, I will definitely check it out. I, I'm, I'm curious to to stack it up against... Yeah, I will watch it. And then I, I want to understand like how it differs. So I, I tried and failed to get through a TV show, Only Murders in the Building. I don't know if you've seen that pop up. No. Um, 
It's maybe from the last year. Maybe it's partly some of our disparity is from one being on the US Netflix and the other being on the Australian Netflix. Yeah, uh, definitely be or, a big or, thing. Or, you know, Hulu or Stan or whatever. Um, but Only Murders in the Building is Steve Martin and Martin Short, two mm-hmm. kind of classic best friend comedians. And um, they are a couple of old sort of half enemies who live in an old building in New York. And someone gets murdered in the building and they decide they're going to try and figure out who was the murderer and they team up with for some reason the third member which is selena gomez um which i think is partly just so they can cover all the bases i mean i'd be just as easily to say she teamed up with them so she can reap the rewards of like the boomer market so anyway it's just kind of a perfectly engineered comedy mystery setup and all of the murder mystery is totally contained within their apartment building, which is, you know, like an old tenement, 12-story New York building. Um, and you get to meet all the characters in this building. I think it's a, a steaming pile of shit, and I don't use steaming here in the complimentary way, I'll point out. Uh, it's It just doesn't do what you're saying Search Party does. It doesn't strike a good balance. It's trying to present an actual kind of Agatha Christie-type murder mystery but they've put zero effort into making the mystery interesting so it's just like they discover a series of clues and then kind of get bored with the clues and then try and do kind of um b stories where like they start to try and make a podcast about them discovering the murder which <laughs> the rehashing is their a, own material <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so it's yeah it's what it's the classic case of it's a money shot thing and i use that phrase as a short um you know sort of shorthand for a musical that nick and i and the rest of our troupe did years ago which was about the invention of porn and of course when you're inventing something or writing something or discovering something in a show most of the show is then just you writing and discussing things which is pretty boring to watch and so most of this murders in the building is them like discussing what the layout of their podcast should be about the murders Uh, it's in some i couldn't do it i just i mean i love those guys but sure yeah it's just pretty boring and and i mean they haven't produced they haven't produced good stuff in like 40 years it's been a little bit <laughs> yeah not since father of the bride when they teamed up and delivered uh that was a home run a of course. stellar combination of montages of them playing basketball <laughs> <laughs> the movie was 90% basketball Check out basketball. the basketball montage In <laughs> Father of the Bride You won't be disappointed Because it goes for forever yeah. <laughs> You want to see a man in suit pants and sneakers Playing basketball <laughs> You want to see the oldest 38 year old man That you've ever seen like, um, No yeah. I guess he is a He's meant to be late 50s But he is just Yeah He's a dork, and that's fine. We love him for that. But in this this show, which, you know, he wrote, I guess, mostly with Martin Short, it just pays lip service to so many things. Like, podcasting is something that you could have a lot of fun with. But because Steve Martin doesn't understand podcasting, he, I don't know, all the interesting things about the format or, or about murder mysteries or about, like, the the topics that he's trying to write about Selena Gomez's life, which is, you know, a millennial always on her phone, self-absorbed, is just from the point of view of a couple, like, 70-year-old. Yeah. (laughs) So it's very confusing um, and kind of boring. Yeah, that's a shame. Yeah. That's a shame. Sounds like a real steamer. And I look forward to watching it just to be like, (laughs) fuck you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Give it, give it, you know... Two and a half episodes. Yeah, I will. and if you're not like pulled in, then chuck it down the chute, the steaming chute. Likewise, check out Search Party and um, mm. stick with it because it's yeah, it seems to be polar opposite in that it's just really solid story structure and character development and yeah, yeah. yeah I'll give it a go, mm. and hopefully so will you, dear listener. Speaking of giving it a go, that's what we call it when we give a pitch. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, would you like to tell me something fun? I would. All right. Pitch number one for today. Uh, now, this is titled poorly. 
mm-hmm. as is tradition. <laughs> Good. But we'll see. Maybe we can try and beat it. No, I wouldn't be so sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, <clears throat> I won't say the title until the end. <laughs> okay. Good. <clears throat> Four best friends build a time-traveling limousine in mm. an effort to have the perfect 80s prom. Except mm. when they travel back in time, they accidentally end up in 1940 in occupied Nazi Germany. Perfect. When their limousine pulls up, they also run over a soldier Great. who turns out to be Hitler. And their time machine is stuffed. Initially, to cover up what they've done and the soldiers around them, they give Hitler an 80s-style prom makeover. Try and cover up that dead body while they try and fix the time machine. But... Wait, sorry, just to clarify, is, is Hitler dead or no? Dead. Dead. Okay, great. Dead. And, but their soldiers around, they give them like a little 80s makeover. Try and cover up that, that mess. But it becomes apparent that without Hitler, the Nazis won't invade Russia and they won't lose the war. Luckily, (laughs) one of the four friends is a time cop. He will make the ultimate sacrifice, become Hitler and lead the Nazis Mm -hmm. to their destruction. But can he pull it off in the TV show called Time Cops? (laughs) (laughs) Um... Now, is there a... It feels like there's a movie called Time Cop. Am I wrong? I... Or am I mixing... You know, believe it or not, I didn't actually Google the word Time Cop. Okay, yeah, you know what? You're right. There is a 1994 sci-fi action film called Time Cop with uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme and... Jean-Claude. Mia Sarah. And? Ah. In one of her, like... Ah, Mia Sarah. Good for her. You know, like, heyday. I... Mia Sarah Pochiello. I would um, like to see her in, in more stuff. Yeah, she, she kind of dropped off, didn't she? she was... Can we get her in this? Yeah, let's, get her, let's get her back in this. How's she doing? She's still... Let's get she's her still... in a second time. Yeah, she's still kicking. Yeah. She's, what, she's 54. She's, she's bloody, still alive. Bloody, she's alive. Yeah, she's alive. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually not a given for us. Yeah, well... I would say it's probably a coin flip whether... We... <laughs> <laughs> whether the people were talking about her online, or yeah, not. yeah. I mean, no, she, that's pretty nice. She hasn't been anything in almost twenty years, mm-hmm. but that's fine. I can understand why you think she might have been dead. I often, when like if Google serves up the main picture of them, which is um, young, then they're often dead. Have you noticed that? Yeah, yeah. And I think like like I googled her, and I guess the first picture was the one basically from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and. I guess it's because she hasn't been around for 20-odd years. <laughs> then, Yeah. <laughs> apparently, she played Harley yeah. Quinn in Birds of Prey. That was her last role. There you go. There you go. Um, so, okay, we'll put a pin in, in her. Um, so, this takes some um, some thought, how we, how we sort of build off this very good premise it's- into, I guess, a show that kind of holds steam. This is, this is the thing. I think, like... <laughs> You've got an idea here, but there's just, there's no pegs hanging off anything, right? I mean, hmm. they want to have an 80s prom, like an actual mm-hmm. 80s style prom. So they build this time machine to go back in time. So I'm, like, I'm, I'm imagining them like they're in like, you know. Yeah, like pink. Yeah. Or blue <laughs> like, kind of zoot suits. Yeah, you know, they're in the, the, yeah. the classic like digs and the ruffles. And um, yeah. obviously it gets all messed up and they end up in, in Nazi Germany. Uh, and they also run over Hitler. Then I thought a funny thing mm-hmm. would be is trying to give a dead Hitler a makeover. I think it'd be cathartic. It's like, great. Like, watch him mm. get a makeover. I'm like, okay, but where do you go from here? Now we're out of, we're out of steam. <laughs> like, what now? They just build their thing, get out. It's like, no. This actually turns out killing Hitler was bad because really, and not to get too nerdy, but the reason mm-hmm. the Nazis lost the war was because of Hitler, right? He was like, like you know, he got all delusions of grandeur and decided to, like, you know, take on Russia in the winter. And that was kind of like, yeah, he's, you know, spread himself so thin. So they mm. need him to, like, lead to their destruction. 
And so I was like, well, then one of them needs to like That's interesting. become Hitler because he's a time cop, I guess. He's like, yeah, you know what? I'll do mm. it. Like, I'll become Hitler and we'll like fucking ground these Nazis into the ground by leading them just into like, just lead them to their death, basically. Yeah, yeah. But still, like, it's still not really qu- like. <laughs> it's a funny premise. It's like the TV shows about surfing. It's like great. That's a premise, but that's not really like a story, right? Well, how would you feel if it was a situational, like, time travel monster of the week? Where, and I guess there have been shows kind of like this, but maybe the, this is different because. Maybe the, okay. So the premise is they're on the way to this '80s prom. Yep, and they go back, and it's like f- maybe forty-minute episodes, and this whole Hitler story happens in one episode, and then they have to find a way to get back. I, I do think there have been TV shows like this, but not like this clearly absurd and funny, where everything happens with them in '80s zoot suits trying to get to their ideal '80s prom, and then they get back to their modern day um, at the end of the episode. And the next episode starts, like, one second after the previous episode ended, which is, of course, because they went back to exactly the time that they disappeared. So, no time passes in the real world, but obviously every episode is them visiting a different period of time, right? trying to turn it into an 80s prom, basically. They're trying to get to the 80s, and they just keep going and everywhere else. (laughs) Because as maybe one of them is like a a mathematician or a physics guy or something. And he's like, obviously, the odds of hitting the 80s when you have, you know, five billion years of just randomly generating, like, time periods, the odds of hitting the 80s, it's going to take a few seasons to get there. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, you're pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Actually, not bad. In the grand scheme of things, we hit, like, the 40s on the first shot. Not bad. But not unlike Doctor Who, you know, kind of London in the the 1960s or whatever. Um, I think it's it would be fun to have them jump around a bit throughout history. Yeah. 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 Even though mostly in London. Or maybe do a few episodes about one section um, of history and then and then jump back. Yeah, maybe we have like a like a like a mini three-parter mm. of 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 Hitler. Like but is it is then is it they're just going back and like making errors and then correcting them like this this Hitler thing like is it <laughs> You know, I mean, the episode can't be they just kill Hitler and get out of there, right? Or is that what it is? I mean, maybe it's... Okay, so there are... Okay, we're talking time travel here. So, let's let's think of what we know about time travel rules when it comes to TV. Great. There's the rule of they can go back and do whatever the fuck they want. Not unlike an episode we suggested earlier about going back and just trying to kill Hitler again and again and again, right? Hitler's yep. lover, romantic situation. So, that's a situation where it kind of doesn't matter if you fuck up. You just go back in time, do some shit, and then go back to the present and kind of nothing's nothing bad's happened or whatever. And that maybe has to do with, like, when every time you go back in time, do you break off parallel universes? Some one of those formalism. Great. And then there's the classic thing, which I think was it a Simpsons Treehouse of Horror that, that really nailed that, where they... Homer keeps going back and just it's like a butterfly effect thing, right? He literally, I think he like stamps on a butterfly in like the time of the dinosaurs, and then they come back and they've all <laughs> got like it. donuts for heads or whatever. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't touch um, anything. Sit <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> on a butterfly. Yeah, or it steps on it, and then one of the one of the dinosaurs like kills another one. Yeah, he sneezes or something. Yeah, like, that's exactly. Right. They he sneezes all just and die. The, all the dinosaurs <laughs> die. He's like, uh. <laughs> yeah, great stuff. Yeah, powerful stuff. Yeah. So it could be that. It could be like every time they go back, they're trying to fix it a little bit, and the next thing goes wrong. You know, this is this has been done, but it's also a successful format. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think the magic that this brings is. That kind of hot tub time machine heat that everyone loves. These crazy kids who just want to have a have a party. Yeah, they just want to have a good time. Like yeah. maybe, just maybe, the power batteries, the power cells of the mm. timezine, the limo take me there. Yeah, the machine of time. The mm-hmm, yeah. uh, is fueled. The limo time machine. The yeah, <laughs> limousine time machine. Yeah, I guess it rhymes. Uh, mm-hmm. Is fueled oh, by. Um, 
uh, fueled by good times. Yes, and it's they got can, that Monster Zinc energy to it. They can only it's fueled by children's laughter. <laughs> fueled by children's <laughs> laughter. So, like the only way that they can get back to present day, right, mm-hmm. is by having a great, a great right is 80s to party prom. the party up. <laughs> yeah, mm, they need to party the party good. away. So every time, <laughs> so okay, now it's got steam. Now, now we've built up. A bit, a bit of a steam pressure for our engine. They want to go to the 80s. They don't care how many fucking seasons it's going to take. They, they want to get to the 80s because they want to meet, I don't know. They want to have an authentic someone. 80s prom. Yeah, exactly. Because they all, for one reason or another, missed their 80s prom or something. Or maybe they, they were just too young enough. They're too young to have it. Yeah. So they're like, whatever happens, no matter how many times it takes to get in this fucking limousine, and who cares who built the limousine, it already exists. Don't ask questions about it. They're going to keep getting in it and pressing the time button again and again and again. And it is going to randomly generate different times throughout history. And to power the time machine requires like a groovingly good time. A good time that can only be delivered by soft rock, slow dancers, and routine, also a little bit of routines. punk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And makeovers. And also whatever the and- <laughs> Whatever happens at yeah. proms. I don't know. We didn't yeah. have men. <laughs> no, never, never met the woman, but <laughs> no. I'm sure it's great. <laughs> we would obviously have to like find out what is in a prom. Um, well, I mean, so I, I, I've been watching, I guess part of this is, 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 is sparked because uh, yes. um, I've been watching a lot of uh, prom movies uh, mm-hmm. because like, right. I'm, I'm actually doing a, a like a, like a, I'm doing a play. I'm doing a, of course. I'm doing a play a set around an 80s prom. Um, mm-hmm. uh, that is just like, it's an 80s prom, and we're going to do all the typical 80s prom things, mm-hmm. just a comedy thing. Um, so I've been watching a lot of like, uh, mm. a lot of these a lot of these prom films, and there are like some pretty standard good times. Yeah, what are always... the tropes? Can so, you give, what are some of the classic things? So some of the classic, like I watched, because like, I've been watching like, you know, obviously like this, you know, your classics like 16 Candles and um, sure, all your, yeah, all that. and then you've also got like John. your 90s prom films, which are the ones that probably Jeez. like we, we grew up on, like, you know, She's All That and 10 Things I Hate About You. Mm-hmm. And so, right. uh, and uh, I guess American Pies is, is ultimately a yeah. prom, a prom film. Yeah. Um, yeah. So some of those, those classic, Classic prom tropes. Okay, so we got um, there's like the bet. That's like a classic, right? You know, turning so right. rather turning turning like uh, getting laid, nerdy. Kind of yeah, or no, turning nerdy to cool, turning uh, oh, ugly yeah, to yeah, hot. Yeah, yeah. Doing the the transformation, yeah. the makeover. Yeah. Um, there's the the nerd jock, the mm-hmm. uh, cool girl, ugly guy kind of like yeah. union. That's a classic kind of mm-hmm. trope, getting them together. There's the there's obviously like the slow dance, first kiss, dance routines, mm-hmm. a pretty big one. Um, mm. Losing your V plates, obviously very important. Um, mm-hmm. There is uh, the king and queen, the prom king and queen, classic course, trope. Yeah. Uh, another classic trope is like the um, the uh, the like prank, you know, like oh mm. we've got this person, they're going to be the king and queen, but like, we're actually going to like prank her when she gets up there or prank him when he gets up yeah. there. Uh, it's pretty and I guess the, the sort of the upgrade of that prank trope is, you know, we've set up the prank and then at the last minute they become good friends with the nerd girl and they forget the prank. Oh no, the don't drink the whatever. And yeah. okay. Then no, she gets, the, get her off the your... stage. Yeah. They're going to like pour shit on her. Yeah, or whatever. exactly. Um, yeah. So classic stuff there, classic stuff there, mm-hmm. and uh, the last one I can think of is the spiking of the punch. Obviously, mm-hmm. pretty, um, very good, pretty classic. These are all really solid, and I feel like you could use, <laughs> you could basically just, if you wanted to really engineer this thing, list all the tropes and then find moments in history that can fit one of the tropes. <laughs> like if it's prom king, prom queen. They realize, you know, it's like the only way they can power their thing is with 80s tropes. And <laughs> so they go back to like, I don't know, Hed- like Henry VIII. And they realize like if they can figure out a way to name his next queen after like decapitating one of the, the, 
the prom queen, then that will pa- that's enough prom energy to power their limousine back to present day. Or like, um, great, 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 what's great. the What's the heaven? Is it Heaven's Gate, the cult where they poisoned the like? Uh, People's Temple. People's Temple. Like, if they end up there, one of them knows it's around the time of the People's Temple. Okay, great. We know how we can get that prom energy. (laughs) We we rush to the People's Temple, join the cult, and then spike their punch. (laughs) Yeah, and that gives you enough like eighties prom trope energy. (laughs) You watch these tragedies and turn them into like good times. So like (laughs) they manage to exchange the cyanide and fenugrin with um (laughs) with just like fucking tequila and fucking MDMA. (laughs) (laughs) Good old fashioned eighties hard drugs just fucking (laughs) fucking pingers and and tequila yeah. and everyone is just so yeah <laughs> true so by like by using the trope they manage to avert tragedy that's kind of fun and then it takes it from like pretty horrible potentially to a good fun time which is really what the 80s are about everyone mm. having a good fun time great so ma- maybe then the hitler thing is the the limousine arrives and knocks hitler down but he doesn't die and he's like this egotistical he's really nerdy um you know, he's a vegan, he likes old classical dances, and these bros come in their limousine and they, like, pimp him out. Like, they, they all bet each other, we'll be able to turn this nerd into a cool guy by the time I we have our prom. We can turn any nerd into the fucking king of <laughs> yeah, exactly. the fucking prom. Yeah, She's and because they, like, turn Hitler into a cool dude um, by the end of the episode, he doesn't have this like nerd chip on his shoulder ego thing and then doesn't go to war with Russia and or maybe he just ends the war he's like oh i don't need to do this anymore i'm like i'm cool i'm I've finally got cool good self confidence now <laughs> i can be who i want to be uh, <laughs> and then he then he's he like 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 a squash professional squash player cuz he's just like really sound of mind and really confident in himself his self esteem has never been higher he's never been He's never been better. So the only issue we're getting from this is we're going to take one mm-hmm. of the most evil people in history and kind yeah. of... Kind of pimp him out. Kind of pimp him out and turn Say, him into I mean, a semi-successful squash yeah, player. It's kind of the opposite of what I just said about shows accepting some people are just bad and irredeemable. This is kind of trying to redeem him and be like, he's only that bad because he was a huge nerd. <laughs> but all nerds can become cool. And, and therefore, then not nice evil. Guys. Yeah, yeah. As we know, <laughs> all, nerds are, all nerds are bastards until yeah. they become hot and cool. Then I mean, it's the greatest 80s trope is like the moment the nerd takes off his glasses, then it's just like he's a lot more relaxed. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Just, you know, he's not so stuck up. Suddenly his skin is a bit clearer. People are being nicer to him. He's being nicer to everyone. It's got good vibes. Oh, yeah, yeah, You know, I'd like, uh, as I was, like, looking up these things, because I was like, oh, what's some good films with, like, a like a makeover transformation? Man, there is, like, a lot of hate for that, like, <laughs> that 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 oh, genre. Really? Like, I think the description was, it's like... It's not very body positive. No, no, yeah. it was basically when a film tries to take someone and change who they are to make them more yeah. attractive to, like, the opposite sex. It's, like, basically... Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah I guess that is... <laughs> <laughs> Pretty straight down the line. Yeah. yeah, I guess that's no good. Mm. Yeah, I see that. But luckily, this is about the 80s. And yep. so we have to stick to the tropes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. we can defend ourselves as like, we're just following orders. Not unlike the Nazis <laughs> themselves. Which is, which is, you know, all of this was written by Hughes decades ago. Yeah. We're just following the rules. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not our fault. Um, I love it. And I think. As long as you've got a big old list of 80s tropes, this show will last forever. This show will last. I mean, look, they bang out those films like a few times a year for a little while. So people don't get sick of it. Everyone, like, think about Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. Like, you know, think about any like makeover show, the block, the fucking, all this stuff is just like, yes. I could watch Mm. forever and ever someone getting a makeover or like someone, Mm -hmm. whatever. Like, yeah. Yeah. 
people are hungry for so it. So, big way is it almost pitched as a sort of reality show? In the, is it like is there a long montage of them buying clothes? <laughs> yeah, maybe. And I think a like every, every yeah, yeah. <laughs> every every episode has one of those things where like they're in like the chair and they spin around each time yeah. and their hairstyles are like rapidly different. Yeah, great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love that every single episode <laughs> is that you just take the regalia and the sort of garb of whatever era you're in and you just figure out how to make it puffed up <laughs> kind of buffy hair. <laughs> just so much just so much hairspray. Puffy. Yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> um great. And like worst case scenario, you run out, then you just do nineties. I mean then you base then you move to like American Pie. Yep. And then then it's yeah. That's then fine. you move heavily into... You get another few seasons out of that. Into, yeah, exactly. Then it's V-plate season and you go yeah. stronger into like... Yeah, into whatever. Excellent. The bucket I'm a hats. big fan. And, I mean, Mia is going to hold all this together. And M- Mia Sara obviously will be um, one of those one of those 80s promers. I guess I guess yeah. then if, we, if we're going to get like Mia Sara and the likes of that ilk, then um, maybe we want to... Um, yeah, I guess they want to relive their eighties prom then, right? Because they were that was that was that's age appropriate. Kind of mid fifties was mm-hmm. kind of late teens in the eighties. So um, I think they'd be game for it too. And then you might as well just get the whole fucking <laughs> Bueller shebang. Might as well get the whole just fucking Broderick and um, yeah, and I guess whoever Alan else Ruck. was in it. Yeah, Alan I didn't Ruck. Know that's that was right. his name, Mister Peterson. That was pretty good. Thanks. That was pretty good. Um, Oh, he's in Succession. Ah, oh, fuck! I gotta watch that show, huh? Everyone's loving it. I keep, I keep hearing about Succession. I keep, yeah, I keep he- hearing about I it. I keep hearing about it. Alan Ruck, yeah, he's great, and and of I course Jennifer Grey, who is like, you know, Dirty Dancing. Of course, like, yeah. <laughs> I guess that one, and I'm sure she did another yeah, dancing magic. film, didn't she? Maybe not. Um, I don't think so. Just that one. I think it's just that one. Um, but great in it. Yeah, and of course Apparently, Patrick Swayze. Yeah. As, yeah. Our, as our lead. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Good. So that's cool. Now we've got our foursome. We're good to go. We're good to go. Well, plus plus a fifth. Yeah. We've got Jennifer Grey, mm-hmm. uh, Matthew Broderick, Ruck. <laughs> Alan yeah. Ruck, Mia Alan, Sarah, yeah. and the yeah. late and Patrick Swayze. Swayze. Well, he's on time. He'll be fine. He'll turn up. He's got a watch, ain't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll yeah, turn he'll, up. He'll just set an alarm or something. He'll be fine. I wouldn't worry about it. Those rumors are not true. Um, he's perfectly diligent. No, he's and either way, we can we can fake him with that guy that replaced um, Brendan Fraser in George of the Jungle. <laughs> with, <laughs> with that guy that replaced... Exactly the same. We'll just replace him with that guy that replaced Mar- Morpheus. In, <laughs> we'll replace him Matrix with the replacer, <laughs> who's apparently called Thomas Hayden Church. Um, Thomas Hayden Church, or one word underscored. Yeah, he's pretty good, huh? Uh, great. Um, All right. Good. Well, I think we've got ourselves a TV show idea. Should we take a short break and we come back? We'll be we got idea number two with with, with Danny Manani. Perfect. Can I just quickly edit myself on the fly and say Thomas Hayden Church actually plays the nemesis in George of the Jungle 2. It's actually someone called Christopher Showerman <laughs> who uh, plays the Brendan <sighs> Fraser replacement. They replaced him um, for number two. Got- <laughs> <laughs> Why did they replace yeah. him? Did he... What? Did he just not want to do it? He must have just not wanted to do it, right? He was still oh. kind of the it guy at that point. <laughs> Christopher. Yeah, he, was, he had other things to do. <laughs> Christopher Shower Man. Who, to be fair, like, does look quite a bit like him when he's. Yeah, not that much like him. That's a handsome fella. Yeah, he's got That's big... a guy who knows how to take a shower. He's, on, he's also in a. He's also in a movie called Hole in One, which looks. Huh, that rings a bell. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. This. Be, yeah, interesting. This is the kind of film that maybe, like. Well, yeah, it is an American Pie film. Okay, good. It's part of the American Pie verse. Which sounds oh, okay. Yeah, great. It has uh, an, a, a rating of eight uh, percent. I'm gonna read others. Eric, a gifted golfer in college, finds his world turned mm-hmm. upside down when he loses a bet to to, to a sadistic plastic surgeon. 
His bad boy lifestyle comes to a crashing halt as he has to fight to reboot his life to become the man he should have been. What? <laughs> Who'd that mean? No one's really sure. Sadistic plastic surgeon. What does he? What happens to him? Ah, <sighs> oh, okay. Uh, he's a cool undergraduate boy who gets tricked by some surgeons, and they're operating him on him, giving him a set of breasts. Now he has to earn money through golf for the reverse surgery. <laughs> this is just a poly- Can you imagine pitching Holy that? Holy hell. <laughs> can you, can you imagine That's pretty rough. Pitching that as a fucking show and then someone being like, yeah, let's pump like a few million dollars into that. And bizarrely, okay, I know we're getting super deep into this one thing. <laughs> We can just remove all this if it's boring, but it's fascinating. I mean, maybe it, it has a lesson for us about making sure you have the rights to something before you just go ahead and make it. So, for example, here, I guess they didn't have the rights for the American Pie mythology. And so, the actor who plays Stifler, or no, the Stifler? Maybe not the Stifler, but a guy called Dwight Stifler. Oh, yeah, that's his younger brother, I think, in the Younger brother, mythology. right, okay. Um, is called Eric Keller. In this movie, because they don't have the rights to the Stifler lineage, I guess. The famous sort of Stifler family tree. But still, it still has the word American Pie smack bang on the front of this one sheet. So, I don't know. So, that's why they're like, okay, so the main guy is meant to be Stifler's younger brother. But... Okay. So, the main guy, Steve Talley, who plays Stifler in the spin-offs of... American Pie, and also I guess he's in some American Pie things. I think he actually appears in one of the 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 main the main films. I guess in this, uh-huh. he's just it's him, but he's not playing that Stifler character. That's outrageous. Huh. Yeah, that is strange. It's its tagline is American Pie plays golf. Yeah. Which doesn't really make any sense. <laughs> also, the fact that it's called a hole in one doesn't make any sense. Like, just to describe to our listeners, so it says hole in one. You got a picture of, I guess, this guy Dwight Stifler or whatever his new name is, Eric Keller. Yep. Um, the Dwight Stifler. <laughs> yep. Kind of holding a golf club, and behind him is like a series of attractive women and one kind of weird-looking nerdy guy, and in front of them of is like. Uh, like kind of a women's legs akimbo, mm. uh, and mm-hmm. they're kind of like facing these these like the opening where the vagina would be, as if like they're gonna pop a ball yeah. in her vagina or something. And there's a few golf balls in her belly. So what? What? It's called hole in one. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, is any he, way you what? any way you sort of strike this, <gasps> it's pretty rough because either they're gonna hit golf balls at a punishing speed into her vagina which is a troubling image or they're gonna like it kind of looks like they're using her belly button as a t in which to like hit the balls off the woman's belly but that also is kind of like you've got a slave a sex slave i don't know any like for some and he's holding this club like he's gonna hit something like in a downward way, not in the way that he's like not a in golf the way that you're going to hit a golf ball. <laughs> yeah, he's holding it like a baseball bat. But also, it's about a guy who gets breasts. He can sound like it's tricked into getting <laughs> yeah, a fucking exactly. getting yeah. boobs put in, and it's called hole in one. Not even a hole in one, just hole in one. Hole in one. Just also known as Perfection, the golf movie. What? What a hot mess. Can't, Parf- like, if you're going to, like, <laughs> Can we try and... Parfection is... I think that's the better name oh, because it's so stupid. It's dramatically better and still awful. Like, why is it... What do you... What? what? Like, why wouldn't they... If they're going to try and go, like, some kind of pun double entendre, they should at least, like, mm. somehow include the fact that he gets boobs, right? Right. That's the driving force of this. It's not like... A cool ah, a driving golf player. Force. Good. Mm, that's actually oh, that's fun. Um, cool golf player at university needs to lose his virginity for X Y Z. So it's a hole in one. Like okay, then I get it. But this is about him having breasts and he's going to raise money, money for an operation. It should be about an operation <laughs> or a. And he boom. plays golf to like do it. Yeah. Yeah. Think of like. I don't know. There's got to be a good pun, surely. 
There's got to be. There's a bunch of golf terms. And if um, like we were bogey. good at them, we'd know it. Yeah, I yeah. Think, <laughs> is it like a bogey? Bogey. Um, hmm. Sand. Trap. Hmm. Wedge. In the rough. In the rough is not bad. Yeah. Or like two over par. Or like, hmm. I don't know. There's got to... I'm sure if we were... There's got to be If one. we were clever and intelligent, I'm sure we could have thought of a good golf pun that also involves yeah. like the implication of getting... <laughs> A, a boob job or getting boobs put in or breasts put in, implants. Um, yes, we would have. Sadly, we haven't. What we'll do is we will think of it and then I'll just edit it in. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll round back onto it. Yeah. Um, we've, we've, we've gone on a bit of a tangent, but let's take a break and we'll come back with idea yep. number two. <laughs> Harry Potter's back. And there's a new enemy in town. Mysterious disappearances that he can't solve. But then it turns out it was aliens. He teams up with Ron and Hermione to fight the aliens. But it turns out the aliens were actually Lord Voldemort. That was the twist in the film. And it's in the trailer, so not really a twist anymore. And also Ron dies. I'll mention that. Um, you probably don't need to see the film anymore, because that's... That's basically everything. The three big things. Aliens, Voldemort, Ron dies. Welcome back to Steamy Potential. Thanks for that um, blisteringly nice uh, ad that we've just received. I hope you go out and buy all of that product. Um, unless it's a placeholder, in which case there's no call to action. Um, next, we're going to push on to our second pitch for... Um, for our coffee table book, just a reminder that that is the entire point. We want to compile all of these pictures into a coffee table book. And let's get one step further. Um, I also don't have, well, I say also, I don't have a title for this one. Um, I may end up calling it Parfection. I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Show it to me. And this could well be part of the uh, American Pieverse. Actually, the no. canon. <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to expand The American Pie chart <laughs> We see a salacious lipsticked mouth Saying Oh baby, what do you want to do with me? We hear uh, I don't know But you will like it Okay, uh, be specific How do you want to fuck me? Um, I want to ride you Like, oh yeah? Like what? Like a big horse I'll stroke your mane and bring you to a fast trot. Um, that's not how you do it. Quang! What are you doing? We snap to the office of Quang He. He slams his phone down as his boss pushes in. Quang He works for the chief scientist of the Democratic People's Republic of Korea, a.k.a. the bad one. Quang He is the head of the health department. <laughs> he answers to the chief scientist. And his boss, the chief scientist, answers to the big dog, Kim Jae. His boss sits down and points to the latest birth rates on some paper. Nobody is having sex in North Korea, and they just cannot crack the problem. The top dog is putting the pressure on the chief scientist, Dae Sung, to solve the issue. Otherwise, he'll get the axe. Except it's not an axe, it's a firing squad. That's the only kind of fired people in the government get. <laughs> Kwang, says Dae Sung. I've only got the night to figure this out, otherwise I'm in trouble. Give me some notes by 5pm. Quan puts his head down and starts asking around, but he can't come up with anything. 5pm rolls around and his boss stops by. Neither of them have any ideas. So they break out some soju to oil up their brains. Five hours later, they're both drunk and telling stories about their sexual exploits. His boss tells him about the, all the women that he's ridden like, like a horse. <laughs> Kwang makes fun of him. That's not how you have sex. And says he's properly had sex with hundreds of women. Both of them are absolutely virgins. Kwang staggers home and manages to call his favourite phone sex line, uh, as he did at the start of the pilot, and falls asleep. Next morning, his boss calls him in. He looks excited. And yes, standing in the office is the big dog. He's just been explaining to Kim Jae that he's got the man for the job. Clearly, Kwang is a sex expert. It's now up to Kwang to teach the entire North Korean society how to have sex. Problem is, with Kwang being a virgin, and all internet in and out of the country cut off, the only lifeline he has 
is that one American phone sex line that he discovered years ago. He has to create pamphlets, school classes, TV shows, an entire sex education system by keeping one step ahead and learning everything he can from a bunch of women in an Alabama call center. Great. And it's called Parfection. <laughs> I mean, and yes, hole it's, in it's one part of these sort of... Is probably actually... <laughs> hole in one is not too bad. Not too hole bad. in Kwang. Hole in Kwang. And also, he's really into <coughs> golf, I guess. Golf stuff, but, I guess. Yeah, that is not clear. It's no more clear than the actual hole in one. Great, great, great. Nothing, nothing excites me more than uh, like a blind leading the blind story. Like, hundred oh, like percent. It is a fish out of water, except that 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 no one knows that <laughs> that he doesn't know. Like, yeah. not only is he a fish out of water, but there is no expert that could catch him out. Yeah, I think that's the that's part of the fun is that it's simultaneously like really high stakes because if he messes up, whatever that means, he'll be executed. Okay, so that's pretty high stakes. But it's not clear how anyone could catch him out by giving like false information. And so in a way, like the only thing that can catch him out is his own like if he contradicts himself in any way. So he's got to kind of like burrow further and further in the lies or like the advice he gives the programs he creates and the way that he understands the act of coitus, especially because I think it, it hopefully no one in North Korea remembers how to have sex. Maybe it's just been like 10 years since they've done it. Cause they're just so, I don't know, hungry, sad, <laughs> not, not, not the forefront is. of their minds. Yeah. It's just, it's not a good mood to have sex. In. It's not. It's not yeah. It's hard to get, it's hard to get going when you just, yeah. So hungry and tired from all the just, all the yeah, labor. Just so tired. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also a country where like they can like mythologize the leader. So like Kim Jong un can step up and say, Everyone in the country listen to this guy, Kwang, because he is the world's greatest sex machine. Because he, he's told me, he's proven <laughs> it in some way. Yeah. So he's got this like mythology of like the sexual leader of North Korea. Except, of course, he's got no fucking idea. Great. Yeah, yeah. I think, like, he's basically going to make a, a, a new Kama Sutra. And that is... <laughs> that's really exciting. Yeah. Uh, Kwana Sutra. And... Kwanga Sutra's pretty good. Yeah. It's not bad. Maybe that's the name for it. Yeah. Maybe that's yeah. what you call it. Kwana Sutra. Mm. Kwana Sutra. Mm. Um, yeah. I, I, it's, it's really... It's really fun. And just... So, I guess, what's the relationship that he has to strike up with... This um these this Alabama call center like <laughs> yeah I'm not sure what the best way to to do it is that keeps kind of that steamboat chugging along where like one version is he just keeps like calling the call center and it just randomly or like I don't know it's it's 2022 I don't even I've never used a phone sex line but my impression is maybe some of them work like you call it and it just randomly assigns you to someone in the world like it's just a big switchboard yeah and every time you call you get a different person so that that's one possibility he calls in each episode he calls and it's a different person and he has to like quickly get them up to speed and be like quickly tell me um you know how do you do it doggy style because that's kind of the next pamphlet that i want to put out yeah is teaching all of north korea how to do doggy style and so but but does he like let them in on the 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 secret and the con is he like in cahoots with the people on the phone sex line or is he going to be sort of stuck between a rock and a hard place where he's got to act out having sex on the phone line like oh yeah i i want to do you like a dog right how would remind how would i do that <laughs> if i were doing that what how would, would i be doing it <laughs> so we've, we've got this nice we got, so we got this like kind of the episodes are split between him making the pamphlet him teaching some people or yeah, yeah make book, and then also him like on the phone, and also you've got like the heat of I guess he's illegally tapping into an American line. Yeah, he doesn't There's know what element. he's doing. He doesn't know. I think also it'd be and fun to die. get like, and he could, <laughs> he could die. That's key. I think that it's pretty low stakes the kind of stuff he's doing, but at the end of every episode, there should be the potential. Like maybe he just has to check in 
with his boss or Kim Jong-un every episode. And it's possible that any given day, the like winds could change. And he's just like, nah, actually, it's today. Today is the firing squad. Yeah, today is the squad. I think definitely give him like a buddy. In, in like I think mm. give him give him like someone to like bounce off of him to help him someone who's like yeah. maybe like a de- someone who wants to defect and is like yeah that's and cool. he catches them and they're like I know that you don't know how to have sex um as mm-hmm. well I've had a bit I've had a bit I can help mm. you know maybe like a, a woman a woman counterpart who can like describe the other half yeah I think he's like doing a, a lot of guesswork yeah. of of the vagina he hasn't seen a vagina in you know more than a decade. Yep. And she's like, okay, Nobody has. now go to the clitoris. He's like, right, can you describe what that looks like to me? <laughs> like, you know, he's trying to draw the vagina yeah. and it is just like not working. Yeah. Like how uh, yeah. there's a YouTube channel of some other guy who's like, he's blind and he like draws how he thinks things look. Okay. It's like an interesting yeah. little thing. Anyway, like, yeah, it's just <laughs> like, imagine, if had, imagine if someone just is like, I want you to draw this. And you've never seen yeah. it before. You're like, right, yeah. okay, you got a lip <laughs> that is going from like you'd just be, oh, just be so you could you just oh, you'd draw be lost. A, you'd be so lost. I'd be lost. Yeah, I mean, I think there's like there's like four or five holes in there, and there's there's mm-hmm. several sets of lips, and there's mm-hmm. yeah, there's there's all kinds of stuffs all over the place. There's a whole alien down there. Yeah, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. so it's like, nice to kind of balance it, like that, because of course she. What is it? Maybe they kind of have an on again, off again thing. And she, because part of it could be like, no one wants to have sex. And part of it is because, you know, they're not in the mood as a country, but also because they've all kind of forgotten how to like pleasure each other. And so maybe it's about like the entire country learning how to please each other, you know, or any gender to any other gender and kind of take and have maybe him with some counterpart going on that sexual journey along the way yeah. know, as he learns the moves then he shows her the moves and she learns on him and you kind of get this blossoming not i guess not romance but just pretty much fuck buddies but like government sponsored and required fuck buddiesmanship yeah which is really so is, now is this yeah, I mean, what kind of what kind of like angle do you want? Like, obviously, when I think of like TV shows that are about you know sex positive stuff, like you obviously you've got your like mm-hmm. sex education and you kind of got your big mm-hmm. mouth, right? Which yep. is like both kind of comedies, I guess, um, different different stages of 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 adolescence, mm-hmm. but both about like learning and then also about you know like i'm like i feel like a sex education and big mouth they they work hard to like cover a whole uh spectrum of sexualities yep. and yep the you know s- positions and all everything to do with sex and like i feel mm-hmm. like a lot of it is like they want to be that kind of democratic teaching open mm-hmm. platform type vibe so is that is that what we're going for here like do you want that or I reckon we... let's just go for it. I feel like maybe like Kim Jong-un is so beyond the norms of like conservative society that all he wants is his entire country fucking. He just wants a huge orgy going on constantly because at the moment there are no one's having kids, no one's having sex and no one's has any mojo maybe it's just about putting the mojo back into in a north korea and he basically doesn't care you know genders sexualities that's about it i was about to say ages animals obviously we're going to draw some lines somewhere but he basically wants a big consensual orgy um on his watch and he wants it within the next whatever the fuck name it within the next year before the i don't know invent some deadline Otherwise, yeah, old mate's going to get executed. And but So, there's that kind of weird element to it. I also like government shows that are very procedural and low-key. I guess I'm thinking of kind of a utopia uh, where it's mostly just in the office. That Great. would be kind of nice. Right. Okay, you know? good. We get a, a lot, lot of, bureaucracy. of bureaucracy comedy. 
that yeah. helps carry it. Because obviously, like, if it's just the one, yeah, you need that. You need the other buzz just to yeah. kind of, you know, pad out the sides. Otherwise, you there's a very... Yeah, it's going to go too hard too soon. ...fine line of jokes, very thin spectrum of jokes that you're going to have to hammer for, for 22 minutes. Yeah, of- I agree. It, it's it's going to spiral out. And something like, you know, Big Mouth can do it because it's animated and you've got like fantasy and it can just go bigger and bigger and bigger this yeah like i don't i almost don't want to jump the shark even though it's about a pretty weird thing yeah it'd be nice that it didn't like um the interview itself because you ever saw that bad boy the interview the uh was was it seth rogan seth rogan and and, uh old mate uh bloody frank green franco james franco Franco, yeah, Franco. great. Um, yeah, yeah, I did see that. Yeah, it was, I was from memory. It was, it was all right. It was pretty good. I think it's pretty good. And then it just towards the end, it gets a bit silly. It gets silly when he like has to jam up a homing beacon up his asshole, and I'm like, oh, okay, mm. we've we've lost it now. Yeah. Um, but and then that, that's true for like Big Mouth. I feel like Big Mouth each season they just got bigger and filthier and filthier. And then like the la the later season, I'm just like, this is just like <laughs> they just stopped telling stories and making jokes and replaced it with just like mm. saying gross stuff. I'm like, that's not enough. Huh. That's the way I felt. Like I watched like the Christmas. Yeah, you gotta show it. Show I, like, the gross stuff. I was watching the Christmas episode and like I don't know. I was just like the you know, the elves learn what sex is and like mm-hmm. they're like, ah oh, yeah, do me like this and like Santa comes in and I was like, I'm gonna come uh, I look you in the eyes, like, yeah, I'm gonna stuff my balls in your asshole. I'm like, Yeah, okay, like okay, yeah. I can't do this for like <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, like the I've laughed hard when I first heard it, and now I'm just like mm-hmm. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, just stick up for me. That's a shame. Yeah, that's. I mean okay. that I. I mean that's yeah. That's just me. I'm sure there are plenty of people out there that will eat that up. Twenty four. Yeah, it obviously has a place, and I guess there's no point competing with that type no. of no, humor because it's maybe kind of a saturated market. And but. and certainly they they I mean they've done so well. They are most certainly king. Hmm. Mm. Um, and sex yeah, education well. equally so very very popular oh, very good love mm. it so maybe there's a niche for low-key procedural bureaucratic sex positive orgy fuck monkey type comedy set in korea and say another question shoot um in korean yes a hundred percent in korean great i think that is yeah it's utopia meets squid game yeah for sure <laughs> yeah good good Good. That's what I was, yeah. I'm, I, yeah. I'm glad you went like, nah, they speak English. They're all American. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they're all American. I think in Korean with with the phone line stuff in English with an, like an American accent. Oh. And his English is maybe fine. And maybe part of the comedy is like trying to find the words <laughs> for some of these <laughs> sex movies. Yeah, that's great. A lot of lost in translation vibe. <laughs> like, yeah. She's like, do me doggy style. And he's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) He's just disgusted. Am I I getting that right? (laughs) Does that mean? I'd like the idea that they think of doggy style is, I guess, maybe the dog's on top. It's really not clear. (laughs) Think about it. Just sketch it out for me. Just explain. What's the configuration? Yeah. Doggy style, <laughs> cowgirl. What? Cowgirl is a weird one. Yeah, uh, very uh, fun. Very what are some fun. other golfing terms. <laughs> a hole in one. Uh, wedge. Wedge. Very good. Teeing off. Chunking. <laughs> what? <laughs> Golf players have too much time on their hands. Um. Yeah, I think that's. That kind of wraps it up from my end. Yeah, I think um, it's great. I think uh, obviously said it in yep, said it so we have in Korean. Yeah, with maybe real film Korean in Korea. people do it. South yeah, Korea. let's film in South Korea. Yeah. <laughs> obviously, can't do it. I'll in have North. to ask around whether um, I because in Squid Game there is a North Korean character mm. and they're able to tell. I, I assume there's like a significant accent difference, but I'll have to. Yeah, yeah. If, uh, I think definitely going to need to bring in 
um, some voice coaches. Yeah, yeah. Just I'm, I'm bringing like a, a, a what do you call it? a consultant. You know, mm. you have to get some Korean writers in there to yeah to to authenticize this and um, yeah. But definitely, yeah, I like kind of office comedy, uh, but kind of supersized kind of yeah yeah and with death but with, always but with death looming yeah it's great it's great yeah what do we call it uh kwana kwana sutra i think it was kwana sutra subtitle a hole in kwan great great so um what did we have today we had <laughs> kwana sutra a hole in kwan and we also mm. had uh Time cops. Limousine time machine. Limousine oh, time yeah. machine. <laughs> Subtitle, time cops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no relation. Although still starring uh, Mia Sara. What's yes, her name? Mia Sara. Yeah. So, great. Great. Uh, two more excellent TV shows to add to the list and to go into the coffee, uh, coffee table book, which will be available once we hit that magic... Number one hundred centenary. Yeah. They say it can't be done. Closer. They say it can't be Who's done. saying that? Just uh, the people. You're here. not talking to me. No. Well, yeah, okay. um, but you're pretty closed off from the world. Not me. I'm. I'm in the. I'm in the thick of it. That's I'm true. the mixer. You're I'm a tastemaker. Kind of. You know. Eyes yeah, everywhere. that's true. I'm real Sarah man. You know. My, Saruman, the tastemaker of the Middle Earth <laughs> yeah. kind of franchise. Um, if you did enjoy the show, please uh, let us know. You can find us on Instagram or just, you know, it's a podcast. So, you know, tell people about it while you're doing your dishes, while you're driving. You know, it's a, it's a good time. It's a good time. We want to mm. spread you know, that good time. Listen to listen them. Listen to us like you would a podcast. Yeah, do it. Because that's what we are. That's what we are. Um, thanks very much. I've been Dan. And I've been Nick. And this has been a steamy time. Full of potential. Bye-bye. Turns out we're right.